shirt is out. Can y'all really feel me? Peachy's in the house, says she's always on a milli. Out west, he's the king of the bay. Fatino's all gritty, yeah, that boy don't play. Hold up. From the bay to the streets, Breezy represents the east, so we call him the beast. Together they form a powerful being like Voltron. Don't miss a single episode, turn your bells on. Nitty green, it's the lightest talk. Glowing like a better table wall. Nitty green, it's the lightest talk. We outline players up and show. Nitty green, it's the lightest talk. Don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, this the line is tall. Line is tall, nitty gritty, this the line is tall. Hey, what's going on, people? <laughs> Y'all doing? What's going on, Mo's? I can't call it. I'm chilling. How are you? I'm good. I'm just um, fired up about this Philly game and going to Philly. And all that good stuff. I think you're frozen, Mose. I don't know what's up, man. You're um, you're not moving though. Okay, there you go. You good now. You good now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on with my audio. I think <laughs> I think I had to turn the Bluetooth off on my phone. It never used to do this, but right now I lost you again. I don't know what's happening right now with my earbuds. I have no idea what's going on. Well, um, welcome into Nitty Gritty Niners Talk. With your girl Peachy and your boy Mose over here, we holding it down for Breezy, who is currently in a gig um, right now. So we need to know: Can you guys hear us? Can you give us some feedback so we'll know like what's going on? Okay, is everything good? Okay, yeah, thumbs up. I think Looks they can like hear me fine. My headphones keep going in and out. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I have no idea why it's doing that. Right. Got you. It's um, it's late. Um, I had to work late. Man, I had such a crappy day. My boss is trying to work me to death because I'm because I'm going on vacation next week because I have Philly this weekend. And then my sister's wedding is the following weekend. So I'm off like that whole week. So they are like really. um. Just he's working me to death. Like he's literally working me like crazy. But thank you guys for um, tuning in. Like I said, um, Mo's, I think that you're okay. They're saying that you're good. So um, we, we're going to go ahead and uh, rock with it. We're going to get through a couple of formalities here before we get into the show. So uh, the first one that we have is, uh, you know, we have our sponsor, which is Ray's Energy Drinks which is www.repsports.com and Drink Breezy is the promo for that. And then, as you know, Nitty Gritty is on Twitch, um, at um, Twitch TV uh, slash Wayne Breezy. So if you're not subscribed to Twitch, please subscribe to, to Twitch. They actually have um, this September going on on Twitch right now through Amazon Prime. So be sure and... Uh, take advantage of that and then as always like comment subscribe on youtube you can find us at youtube.com slash wayne breezy youtube.com slash wayne breezy um if you're not subscribed please do it um tell a friend like i always say tell a friend tell a buddy 
and get them in on where it's at, which is Nitty Gritty Niners. We're also on Facebook at Nitty Gritty Niners on Facebook. Miss Debbie runs our, our uh, Nitty Gritty account and is fantastic at her job. I don't have any sound effects or anything like that tonight. So, <laughs> but yay, Miss Debbie is doing a great job. Our, our uh, followers are going through the roof on Facebook, but we still need some more. So if anybody who is not followed or subscribed on Facebook to Nitty Gritty Niners, please do. Again, it's Nitty Gritty Niners. And then we're also on Instagram at Nitty Gritty Niners on Instagram. So be sure and follow that as well. And of course, we're on Twitter where we live at, at Nitty Gritty 9ERS is what that is. Nitty Gritty 9ERS. Then for our apparel that we have, the shirts that you see me wearing, Breezy Rockin', a lot of people have bought them, which we really greatly appreciate. You can go to www.nittygrittyniners.com is where you can get that information at. Um, please be sure that you, um, if you have not like got this apparel yet, that you will get this apparel. There's, we still have some Trey Lance shirts out there, ice tray shirts. We have our nitty gritty shirts that we have as well. So be sure that you take advantage of that. We also um, have a podcast that is on um, Stitcher and Apple. And um, um, why am I skipping it? And Anchor, sorry, Anchor podcast. We have on Stitcher and Apple um, podcast. So be sure that if you uh, listen to it on, on iTunes, that you give it a, um, a five stars. So be sure that you do that. But you guys, so uh, before we get into it, um, Mose, how was your day? It was stressful, to be perfectly honest with you. So um, we went through a transition. I ain't going to take too much time. We went through a transition. Mm -hmm. um, we got supposed to have a new person starting. It was supposed to be today. An issue on the back end with HR, somebody got a promotion, didn't, whatever, messed up on their end. So I was stressed out because the person was supposed to start today, got it figured out. He's starting tomorrow. But I was, I've been working from home. I'm supposed to be working from home all September because of the baby. Right. But I had to go into Philly today, had to take a COVID test because now it's required at my job, at least right. take one test. So I had to do that, had to go in. My guy couldn't start, got it all figured out. Now I got to go back to Philly tomorrow because he's starting tomorrow. So it, it, today was a stressful day, but we here talking Niners, so that, that makes it all better. Right. That That's awesome. That's fantastic. Um, so I am, am new to doing this by myself, trying to work the controls. <laughs> so I'm trying to do the best I can. Guys, I promise I'm going to do better than this. Don't leave me. Stick with me. You know how it is. We got when you. We when that rocks this, you know what I'm saying? It happens like that. But we're trying to hold it down for a breezy. And um, me and Moe's need to get used to and adjusted to this too. So thank you guys for rocking with us. <laughs> so now that we have all that out of the way, um, I... Uh, the um, I would like to open up this uh, before we do anything else is we have to pay our respects to the family of Paris Harrelson who passed away. If anyone does not know that uh, passed away, was it yesterday most when he, when we found out or was it the day before that? 
No, because we we talked about it on right, Monday. Right, right. So it was Monday, yeah. Yeah. So if anyone doesn't know, Paris was a member of the 49ers uh, for a, a, a lot of years. What, like six, seven years, something Maybe like that? Six to seven years, something a like while. that. Yeah. So we would like to send our um, condolences out to his family. Uh, he, he was a... A long-standing um, NFL veteran, Harrison played in 118 games, 88 starts, and registered 380 tackles, 28 sacks, five fumble recoveries, three forced fumbles, and five passes defense. He was originally drafted by the 49ers in the fifth round, 140th overall of the 2006 NFL draft. In seven seasons with the Niners, Harrison played in 86 games, 68 starts, and held 295 tackles. 21 and a half sacks, four fumble recoveries, three forced fumbles, and four passes defensed. So there's a um, Paris uh, will definitely be missed, and we would like to send our condolences and um, respects out to the family of Paris Harrelson and all of those close to him that loved him. He was a great guy uh, from everything that I've seen. He was, you know, they, they all thought of him as being a great guy. I do remember him on the 49ers. Definitely uh, remember his time definitely. Um, on the 49ers with that linebacking group. Um, good outside pass rusher, you know, for his role. Um, you know, he stuck with us, you know, as I said, seven seasons. Um, he's a name we became accustomed to seeing that number 98 rushing off the edge. So, yeah, this is definitely um, a blow to the the faithful community. I mean, he's young. The guy's 37. He still had his whole life ahead of him. Uh, we don't know the circumstances around it, uh, but the circumstances don't matter. Um, uh, this this world lost um, another good person, and one loss is one too many. So, as you said, condolences out to his friends and family. I'm sure this is a tough time for them. Yeah. So we just wanted to take time out before we get started into our um, 49er news to say that. And thank you guys in the chat for paying your respects. Also, you guys are always awesome. As you already know. So now let's get into some 49er news that we have on here. Uh, the first thing that we have on here is from field Yates. It says following an injury to Raheem Mostert, the Niners have claimed running back Trenton cannon off of waivers from the Ravens. Now, when you claim someone off of waivers, they automatically make the 53. That's correct, right? I believe so, so yes. Is any part of the active roster? That's what I thought. So that is, I guess, how the 49ers are going to deal with running back depth so they can make sure that we're straight for running backs because, you know, Lord forbid, <laughs> we lose somebody out there who don't want to do and that. Didn't we also, also sign Carryon Johnson as well? Yeah, that's on here. Yeah, also. There we that's go. actually the next news. Yeah. My bad. Um, I'm jumping no, ahead. No, 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 no. It's fine. <laughs> it's absolutely fine. It's fine. Uh, the 49ers have signed running back Kerryon Johnson and linebacker Curtis Bolton to the practice squad. Wide receiver Isaiah Zuber has now been released. So that was reported by Jennifer Lee Chan. So, Mose, um, what do you think about that as far as the running backs that were bringing in to 49ers um to be perfectly honest i don't know much about cannon um i would have to take a look at his tape to see um what kyle sees obviously this was a uh, I, I believe this was a, a kyle handpicked choice 
Um, if you're going to sign somebody off a practice squad and they go automatically to your 53, um, that means he sees something in this guy that he likes a lot. Um, so obviously he's going to be fourth on the depth chart. He's not going to be in front of Elijah Mitchell, who I believe will start on Sunday. Um, he's not going to be in front of uh, Trey Sermon and Jermichael Hasty. Uh, but Kyle sees something that he likes, and God forbid we have additional injuries to that running back group. Um, if Kyle sees something that he likes, one thing we know <laughs> Kyle can do is make running backs look good. So if Kyle likes them, I like them. My only opinion about it was I feel like that since that if this was a Kyle handpicked guy, that it would be someone that obviously does what get kind of substitute for what Mostert brings to the 49ers. Uh, in order for us to do that, because just like you said, you know, there has to be something special in this running back for Kyle to just bring him to the 53. So that means that because I honestly, I didn't know who Cannon was. I know carry on Johnson, but I don't <laughs> think about Cannon. So I don't know where I don't know. But, you know, Kyle, Kyle has all these different places where he goes and looks for people, you know, at least dark, you know, like, not dark, but, you know, like, deep, deep dives into people and things like that, so <laughs> there's no telling what he, what he uh, found out, but on Johnson was um, with uh, Detroit, um, so I know a lot about, and I actually like on. I like that pick, my thing would have been to put on on the, you know, to move on to the 53, but, I mean, you know, like you said, Kyle, Kyle's Kyle, he does what he wants to do. <laughs> yeah, we, might to, do. we might have to look into it a little deeper. Maybe right. carry on is nursing an injury and trying to come Maybe. back from something, which is why he may need time on the practice squad. Yeah, I, I'm of the same sentiment as you. I Because he has that experience and I know who carry on Johnson is, I thought he would have been the one that was on the 53, you know, get a veteran in there who has carries in meaningful games. And he was with Detroit. And you know, his time in Detroit, they had no weapons on the outside. They had uh, no offensive line. So I'm sure he'll be able to do better with our system and our scheme. Um, right. So we'll have to see, you know, how long he's on the practice squad for. Um, if this Trenton Cannon uh, running back is who Kyle thinks he is, maybe he isn't. And that's why he went for two. Let me see what I can get from Cannon. And if I don't, then I have somebody like Carryon Johnson in the tuck. So. I mean, he's, he, it, he clearly has a plan, um, and I'm not worried about Kyle with running backs. Right. I have a, a, a small feeling that it's not going to be long before carry-on is going to be part of that 53 because I have seen him, and when he's healthy, he's, he's, he's pretty good. He, he can go. <laughs> he can he can go. go. That's right. He can move. So I – I think that you may be right. I think it, he may be noticing some kind of a small something or something like that. Maybe Kyle's just trying to wait for him. We'll see. But you never know because it's Kyle. So you never know. So um, we also had some new numbers uh, that were for a roster and practice squad. And let's see. We've got Dre Kirkpatrick, number 13. Dante Johnson, number 27 still, of course. <laughs> Still around. Still, um, carry on Johnson is going to be 48, and Curtis Bolton is going to be number 53. So those are some names we got. I don't know, Drake Kirkpatrick. That 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 unlucky 13. I know. I don't, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good look. We'll have to see. Maybe he can turn it around, but 
<laughs> I don't know too many 13s that did well. So <laughs> man, I am I'm I'm terrified. Let's just put it that way. 13 black cats, all that right. <laughs> Jeez. We will see what happens. He was like, um, uh, let me get 13. Right. right. Okay. okay. Oh, goodness. Okay. So um, from Nick Wagner, we got the 49ers anticipated participation report for Wednesday. Let's see. Javon Kinlaw, uh, with his knee, he has uh, did not practice. Emmanuel Mosley, knee also did not practice. Drake Greenlaw, groin. Um, and Eric Armstead, abductor. I don't know if he's abductor strain or what, but limited was D Ford. And I know he meant Marcel Harris on that right there. So what do you, um, what do you think about that? Um, the ones that weren't, that didn't practice. Uh, Ken Law and Mosley, we knew about. So that's nothing new. Um, and my my OG, my big brother, he um, replied on one of the comments on uh, the Facebook group um, about Greenlaw and Armstead. And we know we talked about this on Monday show. This is the NFL. It's a contact sport. These guys are running into other 250, 300 pound men at full speed. There are going to be some some nicks and bruises, some bumps throughout the road. So Greenlaw and Armstead, I'm not worried about um, because we're the way we're traveling, because we're staying on the East Coast. We had to leave Detroit, go to uh, Greenbrier, you know, not having them practice today. I don't think that's a big deal. I think you want to rest them up as much as you can to have them be able to play on Sunday instead of forcing them to practice. And then they tweak the injury and then they really can't go. Um, for Sunday. So Greenlaw, Armstead, who didn't practice, not worried about. D4 limited with the ankle. Again, not worried about. I want him to be able to come off the ball um, quick, fast, in a hurry on Sunday. Again, Marcel Harris, I'm not worried about either. These are just normal week-to-week injuries that happen in the NFL. Yeah, um, I was actually kind of um, surprised about Ken Law because they really made it sound like that Ken Law was going to participate today. So I was I was kind of depressed that he didn't practice, but they didn't rule him out, you know, for Sunday or anything. But I just, you know, what I'm saying like they kept saying Wednesday, you know, it's looking good for Wednesday, this and that, and then you know now nothing. So, um, so. That was really the only thing on that because, I mean, I don't have a problem with, with D and Marcel. I don't have a problem with any of that. Like, none at all. That's fine. Whenever they're, you know, they'll um, they'll be ready to go. They'll be ready to roll regardless. You know what I'm saying? So it really doesn't make a difference um, on that right there. I just, I would love to have Ken Law out there Sunday. I'm not even kidding. Like, we really need him out there with this running, you know, um, this track meet that we're going to have in the Philly. We really, really could use him out there. So I'm hoping that he's going to play. I really am. But thank you uh, for for that. I don't know if Breezy's ready. I don't think Breezy's ready to come in yet. Doesn't look like it. He looked like he oh, in a whip. Yeah, oh. saying, keep going. Okay, if you want. Okay. 
Um, so we have out here, okay, so we have this Brandon IU thing, Mose, and if you have been on Twitter like all day, man, it is blowing up. It is, it is just that's all that you're seeing on there is is different things about you know, um, Ayuk, you know, being on there, uh, uh, does Ayuk need to be on the front? I even saw where somebody said that we need to trade Ayuk to to get a prime cornerback. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Anyway, so um, Jennifer Lee Chan reported of, of what Kyle was saying basically in his presser. And she said, if he wants to be out there every single play, he's got to be a lot better than the guy behind him. Uh, mm. Said that 49ers Kyle Shanahan explains what Brandon Ayuk needs to do to increase his playing time. And mm. Monday, we talked about this, about what I felt about this and what everyone felt about this, about Ayuk. And the the um, the thing about it is, is that... Uh, I just feel like that Sherfield is just outperforming him. And a lot of people had a problem with what I said, but I really like, um, I mean, I'm just speaking of fact. I think my thing is, is just because you're a first round pick and I get it. And I love IU and it's not that, but it doesn't mean that someone can't like outplay you. It, it doesn't mean, you know, and I know he's had the injuries and things like that. Kyle basically said today in his presser is like, look, you know, I mean, Sherfield is just, you know, not missed time, you know, and Ayuk has, has had to miss, you know, quite a bit of time, you know, like through camp and things like that. And Sherfield was just there. And sometimes it, and um, what is it? They always say that um, the best available, uh, the best ability is availability. So, I mean, it's just one of those things, you know, where I don't know, in my opinion, I, I don't feel like that Kyle is exactly expressing like how he feels, you know, to the point where I think I think that Kyle's just looking at Sherfield and he's like, he's here, he's ready to go, he's willing to learn, he's really would put everything in. I mean, pretty much Kyle's just danced around that, you know, as to what he's trying to say. That's what I think. But what do you what do you think about it? Listen, I think this is I think this is more what I mentioned on Monday where I don't know if Ayuk is necessarily in the doghouse right now, but Kyle is sending a clear message that I know you can be great. I know that you can be better than the guys that are behind you. But if you're not doing that, I'm not going to put you out there on the field. Right. And you have to earn that. I think Kyle has, we all know he has the ego. And I think he has a complex with first round picks that just because you're a first round pick. And I think even going as far as second round picks also, you have to earn it. Why? Mm -hmm. Because he drafted Kittle in the fifth round and look what Kittle has done. Kittle has earned the title of best tight end in the league. He's earned that. Mm -hmm. so when you have guys who you've drafted in the late rounds that have earned their spots that have earned the accolades just because you're a first round pick that doesn't mean you automatically take precedent Debo has shown and proved even in his rookie year 
when we went to the Super Bowl that he's reliable. Catching the ball, getting open, uh, taking handoffs on the jet sweep, he proved that he's reliable. You saw it week one. He had 12 targets, caught nine passes. Ayuk can do the same thing, but he has to prove that he's grasping this offense, that he can perform when his number is called. Uh, so I think this is Kyle sending a clear message that, you know, I believe in you, but I also need you to perform like you believe in yourself. Right. Right. I'm I'm all for that. <laughs> Look who's on the um, breeze. I can't hear him, though. I don't know. Is he talking to us? You're muted, broski. You're muted. Oh, my volume is down. <laughs> Here we go. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yes. we got you. I, I yeah. think it's all I think it's all bull bull crap. I think with everybody out there. Um we have never and our we've never heard anything negative um out of Brandon Ayuk's camp other than the fact that he's dealing with injuries. And I really think this is an injury thing more than it is anything else. I wouldn't be surprised if Brandon Ayuk doesn't come out and light a fire, you know, the fire that we know he can light. Um, he's he's a dynamic player, and, and, and I do agree with you guys when you say he has to earn it. I mean, everybody has to earn everything, you know. Uh, Trey has to earn his spot. Jimmy's got to continue to earn his starting spot. Like Kyle is, is, is definitely making sure that that message is clear. But I don't think Brandon Ayuk did anything negative to affect his situation other than get injured. I think the simple fact that his injuries and his hamstrings haven't been right in two years. And we know that over the throughout the season, if it wasn't for Brandon Ayuk, we probably wouldn't have been as successful as we were last season. And so I though I agree with you know not handing cats the keys to the range, you know, because they were a first round pick. I do, I do get that. I agree with that. Um, but Brandon Ayuk's got to get healthy first and foremost. Because if he's not, then there's no way he's going to compete with a hardworking, healthy guy like a Trent Sherfield. No right. one's factoring the fact that Trent Sherfield has been in the league for six years, and he's been probably under the most professional wide receiver that known to man. Probably more professional than Jerry Rice. I'm not saying better than Jerry Rice, but no one works like the way we've seen Larry Fitzgerald do it. And that dude is still playing in his 95 fifth season. And so I think that Sherfield has, you know, gotten all the young isms out of himself. And he knows that this is business and he wants to make this roster and he's working hard and it's showing, right? But make, make no mistake. I know for sure Brandon Ayuk isn't in any trouble other than the fact that maybe he just did something to piss Kyle off. Other than football, like maybe he really did miss a curfew. Maybe he really did come in uh, like drunk. I don't know, but he has to grow up and figure things out because Brendan Ayu has the potential, like you guys just said, Mose and Peachy, to be like a superstar receiver. Mm -hmm. And I just think he's got to get healthy, guys. Like I, <laughs> healthy, he can go hard. Non-healthy is going to give chances for other guys to ball out. And we still haven't seen what these weavers can do, you know, against good DBs. It'd be funny, Trent Sherfield, but we know Brandon 
Ayuk can get open. We've seen mm -hmm. him That's get right. open against the best mm -hmm. DBs. We've never yeah. seen Trent Sherfield do that. So right. I'm just going to put that there. This is not a, you know, me not love Ayuk. I love the guy we rock with. But um, other than the fact that he's just injury prone, sort of, kind of, right now, I think it's the only thing hindering him. And I'm hoping he did something other than that to piss Kyle Shanahan off. Because right now, Sheerfield's the hot guy, and he's going to rock with him. And we've seen him do it before. He does it with people in a position. He's going to rock. So that's that's what I got to say about that, that situation. Okay. Um, I have a, a super chat here from, from my brother, Sean. He says, what up, guys? Great show. What do you think about how the others looked in our division? Be blessed, faithful. Ooh, I mean... We said the <laughs> NFC West was the NFC best, right? So we it's said best, that this was the toughest division in football, mm -hmm. right? I think we all went out and proved it. 49ers put up 41. Cardinals put up 38. Rams put up 34. Seahawks put up 28, made it look easy. Four touchdowns for Russell Wilson. Three for Matt Stafford. Five total touchdowns for Kyler Murray. 300, a 300-yard passing game from Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, this dude, listen, there's going to be six games for each team in this division that are going to be dog fights. Yeah. These are going to be six of the toughest head-to-head -head matchups in the league. I don't care what the AFC yeah. West got going on. I don't care what the NFC North got going on. The, the division matchups in the NFC West are Paper going view, to bro. be some of the hardest <laughs> matches in this league this year. I can't wait to see all of them. It's, it's going to be crazy. I hear you. I hear what you're saying. I also just... Am, am not looking forward to facing these <laughs> FC West teams at all. Now it's going to be so just butterflies everywhere facing them. Oh, I'm, I have looking forward. I'm, 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 oh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm ready for it. That's this is what makes uh, chance, man, coming out of me. I can take all the other teams, but when mm -hmm. you watch them, how. How how masterfully they craft their wins, it's ridiculous, show. And I, I don't like Sean McVay from a can of paint, but I tell you what, he went out and got some pieces, and he knew the pieces he needed, and you got to see his offense flourish, his defense flourish. Seattle's gonna always be Seattle because they got one they got like the best player in the NFL on their team. And then Breezy. you got Breezy, let me Breezy, let yeah. me cut you off. Breezy, let me cut you off, sir. Breezy, can I cut you off, please? I, I stopped talking. Yeah. Okay. Uh, can you stop talking with your hands, brother? There was a couple times where you went like this, and both hands was off the steering wheel, and I could see stuff <laughs> still moving. I did. Yes. I did. You you went like what this. Like, my hands. like I saw both. <laughs> I saw both hands <laughs> in the picture, brother. So I know you. I know you excited. I know you excited and I know you talk with no your hands, but can we not do that while you in the car, brother? See, you yes, did it again. You did it again. We can, <laughs> I got you. 
I Reezy, needed to show you. Don't freak Mo's out like that, man. Since I was two. No, I, no, I understand that. I understand that. Right, but I'm, we want I, I you to get home safe, brother. Can I do? Can I do the one hand? I, I got yeah, this. Do the one hand. I'm not look. I'm not looking at y'all. I'm looking at the road, which is a good thing because I really want to be like this, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> All I'm saying is the best is coming out the west, right? The best right. is coming out the west, and you got some really dope coaching matchups, man. I'm talking Kyle Shanahan. Sean McVay, the good old school Pete Carroll, whatever his name is. Like, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. <laughs> and Yeah, I think we might be losing him. I don't yep. think we can get him back. I think he's yep. on go. Through a tunnel. Yeah, he probably did. He probably through there. We got uh, another major contribution from Sean. Super chat, Sean. You talked about all those other. Okay. Uh, coming in <laughs> and out again. <laughs> yeah, he said. Um, I think Kyle worked so hard to be a pro receiver and did not have the physical ability. He also learned, watched, and grew up around Rice and McCaffrey. He expects number one pick receivers to go all out and be dedicated. So what I have to say about this is um, me and Breezy was talking earlier about this. And <laughs> Breezy made a joke about that and literally said that it's because Kyle like wanted to be a receiver so bad, but he didn't pay out to be like what you did. Listen, I was going to say the same thing. I think because in his head, Kyle knows the receiver that he wanted to be. Yeah. But he just wasn't. So I think Kyle sometimes has um, an unrealistic expectation of what a wide receiver should be because of what he thinks in his head he could have been. Right. So maybe that, again, we maybe that's his ego getting a little bit ahead of him. I, I mean – if you really look at the Brandon Ayuk situation a little bit further, this he he's not a rookie, but this is technically a rookie season for him because mm -hmm. last year he didn't have training camp. Right. He didn't have preseason games to go through. This was his okay. first real training camp, full training camp, first real set of preseason games. So, you know, he was thrust into action last year because we had so many injuries. We didn't have enough guys that we could throw out there. Um, so he's still learning and grasping the playbook. Even Debo said it took him a while to get the playbook. Mm -hmm. you know, I do remember a lot, that. A lot of what he did his rookie season was really just athleticism and him being a football player. Mm -hmm. um, and we saw that with Ayuk last year. He he had some some great games, some good catches. Breezy on Monday mentioned the hurdle over the uh, in the Philly game. Mm -hmm. A lot of that is just being a baller and knowing how to play football. Um, so I think Kyle needs to find a better balance of having a player really understand your scheme, but also allowing them to go out there and do what they've been doing since they were five years old. Especially at the skill position, wide receiver, running back, they've been running around, juking, catching passes since they could remember. Just allow them to go out 
and do what they do best. And as they go out and perform and make mistakes, they'll learn. They'll understand the system a little bit better, which will in turn make them better. But don't hamper their ability to just go play and make plays and do what they've been doing. See, that's, that's that's it. One, um, you got anything to add to that, Breezy? Yeah, like, that's one of the, the things, the issues I got, Kyle. It's like understand that he expects everybody to come in there and be an Einstein, but he does. It's like, dude, let those kids play football and insert small things as, 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 you know, as you come along. They're not going to grasp the whole thing at once. And sometimes you just got to fall back and let the kids do their thing, man. And I'm hoping that Kyle Shanahan – I'm hoping this week against the Philadelphia Eagles, like, only thing that messed us up last year was we didn't have Jimmy Garoppolo, right? And, and then obviously the defensive pieces. But we would have won that game. George Kittle had, like, 15 catches for 8,000 yards. Like, I, I, it, like, it was just Kittle, 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 Kittle the whole game. And with a Brandon Ayuk leap over the DB touchdown catch, right? I'm hoping he – and that's why I said sometimes I think Kyle be playing with us, right? Because Brandon Ayuk ain't played week one last year. And now he's going to come in this week. I really think he'll be able to come in, and whatever touches he gets, they're going to be electrifying. And then I think we're going to do what we got to do against this Philadelphia Eagles squad. I was listening to a dude uh, Philly podcast earlier. I was on their podcast checking them out, man. Man, you have no idea how much they've been bigging up the 49ers because they respect real. Like, I was like, oh, gosh. Like, say something negative so I could be mad. No. <laughs> they, like, respect real. And I was just like, yo, I'm going to get this dude. He's going to be on the Monday show, hopefully, uh, and we're going to recap the game. But they really did respect real. I mean, they they know their strengths, and I hope we get to that after you guys finish the news. Hopefully, I'll be home by then. But like, they respect real. So I need Kyle Shanahan. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Go in that game. Put make sure George Kittle is the focus. They don't have anybody that can stop him. They added Darius Slay, but that he ain't stopping George Kittle. And so let Brandon Ayuk be out there. I don't even think that Elijah Mitchell is gonna be the feature back. But we'll save that for later. Y'all go ahead and continue y'all show. I'll go back on mute. I'm going to try to get home in two and two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Keep them hands on the steering wheel, brother. <laughs> I got you. So um, I think what we have now is I think this is about number 99. And I can't see. I can't see it. So this ain't going to be fun. <laughs> I'm to see what he's talking about. Um, I think what he's talking about is um, he thinks that it just uh, um, depends on how he reacts, whether he's going to be able to play or not. So that I think will be easy with him today. I think he continues to go well today. He'll get out there more tomorrow. When he hurt his knee in Dallas last year, it was a pretty bad injury that he ended up going on IR for. He got it cleaned up, but it still hasn't healed quite as right as we want. When he's gone, it's started to affect him. So hopefully taking it easy these last 10 days or so, we'll start to get better and we'll see how it goes day to day. So we'll just have to see what happens there. I mean, th that still doesn't give me hope. Right. Because if it hasn't healed as right as you want it to, mm -hmm. I don't think 
rest in this situation is going to all of a sudden allow it to heal because essentially he's been resting. He's been trying to go. It's been hurting him. And then they've been sitting him down. So just sitting him for longer, I'm sure your knee will feel better until you start using it again. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe the cleanup wasn't done as well as we initially hoped. Maybe there's another cleanup that's needed. Um, I it, it, That message doesn't spark confidence in me mm-hmm. law at all. <laughs> um, yeah. It just sounds like, yeah, you know, we got him rested for 10 days. We'll see if he can go on Sunday if he doesn't have any pain. But when he's going up against a guy like Jason Kelsey, who's one of the top centers in the league, who's going to give him a run for his money. Uh, can I think, do I think Ken Law can win that matchup? Absolutely. But Jason Kelsey's not a slouch. Uh, and if he does start affecting the game the way we know Ken Law can, then we know that will breed double teams. So he's going to be facing two 300 pound offensive linemen and not just one. Um, so exerting that energy, you know, putting all of that force on that knee to drive and to still have the same leverage and power, is it going to flare up again? So we'll just have to see what he can do. Um, I I know injuries are a part of the game, uh, and I, I hate to be doom and gloom, but I feel like right now with injuries, like the past couple of years, there seems to be like this dark cloud uh, over the organization with so with the amount of injuries that we've had. So mm-hmm. it, I'm just tired of talking about players with injuries. Like I'm tired of having our seasons be so up and down because we can't keep our starters healthy. I know. I, I 100% agree. I'm tired of talking about them too. I don't know if I got all the news or not. Let me see what this is. Yeah. Okay. So that was the last thing on that. Okay. So that's all the news well, I, I have. I need to say less. something. I need to say oh, something sorry. about Ken Law. Yeah. Okay. Because here's the thing, you know, shut him down and let this dude do what he got to do for the season. Because essentially, essentially, we shouldn't need him. We got 95 defensive linemen. <laughs> like, so many defensive linemen. Like, like, DJ Jones, all these dudes should be able. We talk so highly of them. It is, he, you said it, Moses. He's not going to get healthy with rest. And there's no way he's going to be able to play a full season if that knee isn't fully healed. So you might as well allow this kid to get surgery, let this kid get himself his body right, Give them the year off, and we got enough. We should have enough guys to fill the spot because we kept 11 dudes. And you can always go and pick up another beefy guy just, you know, to get you through for depth. So I don't see why Kyle wouldn't put him on the IR for now, see if that'll help. If not, shut him down, man. Look, he's a commodity. We need to, we need to make sure we have him for the future. You know, we don't need him going out there really tearing up his knee because he has he's been having knee issues since college. And so we don't really need him to go tearing it up. Let this kid get healed. Let him be what we know he can be. He's a uh, defensive stud, run stuffer, and we're going to need him in the future. This is not a just right now situation. So I'm hoping if he's not going to get his knee right through rest or whatever, Hopefully they have the, the common sense to shut him down and plug and play somebody else. 
and we need the guy, other guys to step up. That's what it's going to be, guys. We, I know we're tired of talking about injuries. Guys, guess what we're going to talk about as long as we talk about the 49ers? Because I think we're the most injured team in the world. <laughs> like, we get this. <laughs> I don't know why we get them like the way we get them, but we just get them. And so it's going to be a never-ending story for us. But um, I'm rooting for Kim Law. I, I root for all the guys, but I'm really rooting for Kim Law because he's a beast. And it's unfortunate that he's unhealthy. Same way we were just talking about Brandon. Ayub. These guys can't get right. And so we're just going to have to, like, slow, take our slow time with it. And while the other guys step up, you know what? Let's just stop talking about Trent Sherfield replacing Brandon Ayuk, all this stuff. Right now, Trent Sherfield, he got the job. It's clear as presentation. He got it. Until Brandon Ayuk can get right, it's Trent Sherfield. Let him rock. Until Javon Kinlaw get right, it needs to be Zach Kerr, DJ Jones, um, uh, whoever else. All the defense, uh, uh, all of them. It needs to be all of them. So they just gotta they gotta get it right, man, and and add some more depth to that particular sp- uh, spot, so uh, we can continue to grow, man. So as far as Ken Law is concerned, it's unfortunate. I don't think he's gonna play Sunday. I hope that he does, but like Mo says, he's not hopeful. There's nothing hopeful about this whole situation, and so it is what it is when it comes to these injuries. We're just gonna have to ride it out. Until we can, until they get better, man. That's how I look at these injuries. They suck, but it is what it is. Man, I tell you what, I'm about to lose my faith in Kerr. He's about to become a no-no staple. <laughs> he don't play better against Philly than he played I, against Detroit. I, <laughs> I hear you. You know what, though? When, when I went back to watch the film, when I went back to watch the game, mm-hmm. you know, and then obviously other people are breaking certain things down. You know, I, I would say the backers struggled more than the defensive line. I, I think that the linebackers had troubles like getting off blocks and filling those gaps. If you go by some of those Dre Greenlaw snaps, he wasn't filling those gaps properly. And as they sealed him off, meaning that the offensive line, the centers and all of that, they got to him and took him out. And so he wasn't able to get through those gaps. Neither was Fred Warner. And so that's a problem. Like, right. and I'm not saying it's going to be like that every week. I just think mm-hmm. it's, it's some techniques they got to kind of like retool, reshape up, and, and get right. We too, which I think they will fix. Yeah, I got you. Um, even uh, Fred Warner said that he was like disappointed in, in the way they played. So I'm quite sure they're going to come out with a renewed energy, a, a great spirit, and and ready to get this, you know, get this win and get out here and do what they need to do and to, to play to their best ability. Cause the way Warner, uh, Warner was really down on me. He said, yeah, we, we definitely did not, did not show it out there. So that that's good to know. Kyle's message to the team is simple. If you're not getting better every day, you're getting worse. Mm -hmm. So for him to ask the team how they felt about the victory and nobody said anything Mm -hmm. for Fred Warner to say, we play like crap and we need to be better. I love that mentality. Mm-hmm. We're not satisfied with how we played week one. And we should not be satisfied with how we play in any week until it's the Super Bowl week and we get the dub and we're hoisting up that six Lombardi trophy. That should be the only time where we're satisfied with how we play. Every week, we should have the mentality. I don't, I don't care if we blow a team out. 60 to zero. We played, we, we played okay. 
But next week, we should blow somebody out 70 to zero. And the week after that, 80 to zero. And I, that's astronomical. But the mindset is we should win better every single week. That's true. That's true. We should um, improve on every aspect of what we have on offense, defense, and special teams. It should be a little bit better every week. You're absolutely right with that. I, I completely agree with that. So while we're talking about Philly, let's get into it, man. We have Philly Sunday. It's a one o'clock game. Nitty gritty Niners will be representing from there live. All of us. So yep. we're very excited about that. Um, but we have a man, we have a a task against us. People are saying, you know, Atlanta's crap, Atlanta sucks. You know, week one is kind of weird, and I don't I don't know if Atlanta's that bad. Philly may just be that good. So and I'm sure that the 49ers are not overlooking them. That's for sure. <laughs> we know that they have out there. They have a quarterback that can move. We all know how the 49ers struggle with mobile quarterbacks. It's not a secret. Everyone knows that. So let's kind of talk about um, some of the matchups that that we're going to be facing. Oh, yeah. This is going to be good. Like This is going <laughs> to be really good, man. Like I'm, I'm so looking forward to this game because it's not a, it's not a, it's not a cakewalk game. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, as we were counting the, the, the wins on when we did the schedule releases, and we were like, oh yeah, we should beat Philly. But I really think we were thinking of the Philly from last year that we kind of like sealed the deal on that, and we thought they were going to be just <laughs> as bad. Now I'm not saying Phillies took leaps forward. Um, but they, they're a little bit better. And and the reason why I say that is because let's just talk about the quarterback matchup. It's going to be Jalen Hurts against our defensive front. And so um, the thing that worries me about Hurts is he can run. And so I'm not going to sit here and say that we shouldn't worry about him because he can't throw the ball well. Well, guess what he did yet uh, last week? He threw the ball well. So, like, you can't mm -hmm. say that a person can't throw the ball well when they throw the ball well. So, to all the 49er fans out there that says, well, he doesn't throw well, well, you can't say that because he threw for 270-plus yards and three touchdowns last week. So, how's that not throwing well, guys? Like, I don't understand that. What the issue is, we're going to have to figure out Okay. I think he might be. They're going to be running flip screens. All right. So my, my, my connection is going out. No, no, no. Um, you, you had just cut out. So we were just going to say something. But if you're back, we're good. I don't know if I'm back. You my are. Connection is looking yellow right now. I am. They're, good. they're okay. a horizontal yeah. team. They're not a vertical team, meaning that they're deep down the field. Right. So they're going to throw the ball sideline to sideline. Something that our linebackers is going to have to be able to pick up. Something that our they're going to do crossing routes. They're going to do a bunch of stuff that we seem to be struggling with um, on the defensive end. The one thing that we're we going to have to do is find a way to contain. And so, Moles, how do we contain Jalen Hurts? How do we keep that bumba clump jump inside the pocket and make him throw vertically? 
Well, it, it starts on the outside. It starts on the edges. I think it, it, it's been well documented that well documented that the weakest person in that effort is Eric Armstead, um, which my suggestion, especially if we're down Kinlaw, is move him on the inside. And I know he has weaknesses there as far as it pertains to the run game. Um, but in passing situations, especially if we know they're in a second long, second and long, third and long, um, and they're going to be passing the ball. I, I want to see Bosa, Ford, Key, and Ebukam on those edges uh, because it's going to be key for those egg guy, edge guys to contain him in the pocket. You don't want to crash those rushes too far in um, and go too much inside into that pocket where he can, you know, bootleg and roll out and have, you know, free reign on that outside. Um, this is where the wide nine could be beneficial where, you know, they're out so wide that if they do, you know, crash in, they're out far enough that, you know, Hertz won't want to look uh, to go to, you know, the outsides. But it, it starts with those ends. Um, those ends have to keep contain on the edges and make sure that Hertz doesn't get to their outside shoulder. Um, the rush up the middle, I think will be fine, you know, especially on passing downs. If we have Kentavia Street and Eric Armstead rushing the passer from the middle, I think that collapsing the pocket in on him so he can't step up and he can't go to the outside, uh, that's going to force him to beat us from the pocket. Now, can Jalen Hurts do that? That's yet to be seen. Our secondary is definitely going to have to step up. Uh, but if we can collapse that pocket up the middle and our ends can contain those edges to not let him get to the outside, I think we have a really, really good chance of shutting this offense down. I know. I um, I had mentioned earlier that uh, I think I was talking to Breeze and I was telling him that one thing that makes me nervous is our secondary is 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 kind of like not looking so hot right now. So it's going to be up to our line. Our line of linebackers, everybody is going to have to work overtime because our secondary, as we know, is in kind of bad shape right now. And he can manipulate that really quick and take advantage of that. And he's got some fantastic receivers that are, can can flat out fly. Like Quez and all of like they they can fly, like for real. And it's just it's just gonna be a lot of pressure on our our um top line defense to to contain him because if if he gets out and he gets to some of them speedy ass receivers, <laughs> man. But also they, they have also some too, great with, ones. With that, I want to see Jimmy Ward and Pop Tart, Kwaski Tart. I want to see them play more traditional safety roles. Now, for that, I need Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw. Aziz Alshair, Marcel Harris, I need them to step up to take those tight ends, Goddard and Ertz. But I want to see Jimmy Ward and Tart this game play a little bit more of that traditional safety role. We know Tart can do it. A couple years ago, we remember the one-hand interception on the deep ball that Cam Newton threw that Tart was able to grab. Mm -hmm. We know Jimmy Ward has great instincts, and he's able to uh, – you know, jump routes, um, you know, with his vision and instincts. 
I think it, in this particular game, it's going to be key to have those guys back, maybe in a two deep safety look, um, so that our corners are not getting beat over the top by these speedy receivers. I'm sure they're going to test it in the first couple of drives of that game in the first quarter. They're going to test us deep. They have they have three, four three speed wide receivers in Watkins, Rager, and the Slim Reaper Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. So at, at one point. They're going to try us deep, especially if you see Dante Johnson or Josh Norman on that field. They're going to try to try us deep. Uh, so if Ward and Tart can play back um, and, and just be that enforcer on the back end to let them know early that you might try it. But this is a no fly zone back here. I think that will benefit the way that that front rushes. You know, if if they know, OK, you know, we tried it. We really can't go to this well as much because they're kind of prepared for it. We may have to scheme something up deep. That's only going to benefit what that pass rush is able to do up front. Yeah, the point of the point on is they they they're trying to, they're trying really hard to play cover three, and I think I think it worked when you had a Jason Barrett. Um, but now that you don't have that guy that can kind of like man up. On, on one of your receivers, not necessarily lock them down, but like, you know, contest just about everything that goes his way. Um, especially when you're going vertical down the field. Like I I agree with you. Play that cover too. Those two deep safeties gotta play back, man. Play uh deep coverage. You know, just don't get beat deep. I think that's what it's gonna be. Don't get beat deep. And then watch those guys, you know, either, you know, play that sky zone, shade over to the to the right, to the left, or whatever like that. Just to give the young people some help because you're going to see a lot of Diamador Lenore, who we know can get beat and get burnt with speed, right? And then you're going to see uh, one of them veteran guys. And so and when I say vets, I mean Deontay Johnson. <laughs> I mean Drake Kirkpatrick, Josh Norman, because I really don't think E-Man is going to play. Well, I'm hoping. I know. He said it's hopeful, so I'm going to hope, right? And so I'm hoping, but... Yeah, you got to play too deep safety zone with these particular do uh, this particular team, and the pass rush just has to be on. Like the pressure has got to be there. Like they don't, they don't, they have good veteran offensive linemen. Lane Johnson, uh, the other old dude Kelsey, uh, Kelsey, I think Jason Kelsey. They got some good old dudes, man, and and they got old moves. You know that old strength. And so you, you, they, the pass rush has got to figure it out. They have to get home early. They got to get home early. They got to mm-hmm. shake up their offensive line early because late in the game they're gassed. And so if they can get to him early, that's going to change his mindset. That's going to make him want to throw more quick passes than the other passes. Also, you mentioned Goddard. The 49ers, it's not only Goddard, they have to they have three tight ends, mm-hmm. right? They, they like to run 13 personnel, guys. Miles Sanders and three tight ends. That's what they like to run. That means you said it, you might see them playing a lot of robber because they're probably going to use Marcel Harris as a safety linebacker to cover one of those dudes because they're going to play a lot of 13 personnel. They're going to try to do a lot of those What's those pick, those uh, legal pick plays? Like, <laughs> they're going to try. And Zach Ertz is a, is a veteran. And that's how Devontae Smith was able to get open for one of those touchdowns. Mm-hmm. It looked like an illegal screen, but because he's so good at running it, 
it worked. And so we're going to have to really play smart. We're going to play our lanes um, if we're going to want to be successful. And I think if they do that, man, the 49ers can win, you know, by 10 to 14 points. I'm not saying we can't. It's just that we got to be disciplined, y'all. If we're disciplined, I think that the 49ers could pull off um, the victory in, in good fashion. I think we're going to score at least 30-plus points, uh, and I think they only give up 20, low 20s, if that much. But the 49ers got to be disciplined, and they can't turn over the ball. Right. Definitely. Right. I, think the, I think the benefit that we have over Atlanta is Atlanta didn't have tape of what this Philly offense looked like in a meaningful game. Mm-hmm. We have tape of what this Philly offense looks like in a meaningful game. Uh, but I want to throw a question to both of you, um, especially with this team and the speed that they have at wide receiver. Despite the, the lack of readiness of a guy like Ambry Thomas, do we see him more out of necessity because we need corners to play and the speed that he offers us to even just stay with one of these guys? If it's not Devontae Smith, if it's a Rager or a, a Quez Watkins, do we see more Ambry Thomas just out of necessity and the speed that he offers us? Go ahead, Brady. I, I don't think I don't I don't think you see him out of necessity. I mean, I think it's time. Maybe this is the test that Ambry needs. And mm-hmm. I get it. We're wearing thin at the cornerback position. Let me pull over because I, I like to talk about Ambry. Um, (laughs) and now you can't tell me not to drive because I ain't driving. You about to turn your Uh, cabin light on. (laughs) So, so here's the thing, yo. Ambry is struggling. And when I was talking to Eric Crocker, man, he kind of broke it down. He said, look, maybe he's just having not issues as far as playing the game, but getting up to speed with all the different looks he's getting right away you know whether it's sky zone whether it's you know all the different types of zone uh coverages that he's going to have to cover due to what the offense is, is is predicating are they motioning and when they motion does he have to pick up the running back or does he pick up the, like it's so many things coming at ambry i'm the type of person that i say at some point he he may be the weakest link out of the he's not the weakest link out of the dbs um, even though he had the lowest grade, I believe, out of the DBs last week. Five snaps, I mean, five targets. I think he gave up three, five, off. I don't remember. I know it was rated low, but I feel like Ambry is going to get some play, and I sometimes feel like you just got to throw, you just got to, you got to give him time. You got to throw him out into the fire. And I think if he gets burnt on one play, he does have the speed, but he has to trust his instincts. And I think he's having issues trusting his instincts because he's thinking he's not grasping grasping the concept of the zones that he's asking to do, the coverages. And because of that, he's not playing instinct football. And we all heard that's what D'Amico Ryans wants. And that's mm-hmm. why he's struggling. And so in this game, I mean, he played Alabama corners pretty damn well when we played in Michigan when we played them. I know they still beat the snot out of us, but he played them well. And so if he can go, and when I'm saying they're receivers, I'm talking Judy, 
Smith, all those dudes. And so I think I think this might be a nice little way of him saying, I can get it, but you got to put him out there. I, I put it like this. I'd rather see him struggle than put – and this is no disrespect to um, Johnson, but I'd rather see him struggle because he's got to learn. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's got to learn. He's a draft pick. He's a first-round draft – I mean, a third-round draft pick. He's got to learn. He's a rookie. Put him out there. I don't think he's going to be the one to get burnt. But I do think, you know, he's going to struggle with some things. And so out of necessity, I feel like I feel like he's going to play. And I feel like he needs to play. So I don't think it it, – I don't think he has to play just because we're thin at cornerback. I think he was going to get some burn anyway. I think now this week, like you said, Mose, he could be more prepared because now he knows he's needed at cornerback, whereas last week Mm -hmm. he was thrown into the fire. They just throw, yo, go get in. All right, coach. Oh, shoot. Is this, is this the word? Like, like, and so I think better preparation for this kid. I think um, being able to, to, to break down film, he's watching film with Diamador. And so if Diamador is getting it, I think, I think Ambry is getting it in the film room. Now he has to go out there on the field and translate it. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see more of him um, as a DB opposed to the kickoff returner that we've seen. So I think you're going to get some Ambry, and I think we're going to have to live with what we get from Ambry Thomas. Because I think right now a lot of people ain't high on Josh Norman, and a lot of people ain't high on Kirk Patrick. So put the gosh darn rookie out there. Right. Yeah. I just um, I feel like, in my opinion, of what Breezy has said before about Ambry, I do think he needs to be out there. I think that even if Ambry makes a mistake, he just has like such a like he really doesn't even think about it. Like he'll just go out there. I can't think of the word right now, but um, he'll just forget about it. He'll he'll just go out there just like it never even happened. And, and, and he'll do that. It's one thing that I will say about Ambry is he recovers from his, you know, like really quick. And that's going to be helpful out there because we really could use his speed. Because I tell you what, it would definitely come in handy with those speedy receivers. So I do think that Ambry needs to be out there. And he just needs to roll with the punches, just like Breezy said, because the only way he's going to get, you know, he's got to get that experience out there. And can't just, you know, not have him out there, especially now at corner, because we don't know what these, uh, we don't know what Airbell's going to look like. Yeah, short memory. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> So hey, yeah, what, what what are the size what are the sizes of their receivers? Can somebody look that up for me? Because is is Watkins yeah, the up. biggest of the three, or is Rager the biggest of the three? I know it ain't Devontae Smith. Because yeah, no, Devontae, Smith, Smith, Devontae Smith is six foot one seventy. Jalen Rager is five eleven one ninety seven, and Quez Watkins is. Six foot one ninety three. So I can see that matchup. I can see that matchup a lot. I can see Ambry, who's what six, six something. I can see him, the size, his speed, because they. You're right. They are all fast. That might be a matchup you might want to pay attention to. I can see that. And we don't know how the practices have been going. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if Carl Shanahan don't put his ass out there and start. It'd be crazy. I mean. Right. Just our two what, rookies. Like, why not? 
<laughs> well, I know why not. But, but you're putting in. You're, but here's the thing, though. He's been with the team since OTAs. Yeah. And now you're trying right. to put out a guy like to you. You just. Yeah, thank you. I froze. But um, I do agree with that. Why not? You might as well go ahead and just put him out there. And, and week two. You know. If yeah. we lose, if we lose week two, oh well, we got 15 other weeks. I don't. Um, I, I know. A lot of people yeah. love the Amador. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought that that um, the Amador did really good last week, and I was I was impressed with him. There was some people that were saying some things about him, but I, mean, I thought overall, I thought he did he did really good being a rookie out there. Yeah, I mean, to to play as many snaps as he had yeah. and to mm-hmm. have the stat line that he did. I I mean. I don't care about the the one pass interference penalty. Mm. The, the the pass interference penalties in the NFL now have been so up and down. There there have been blatant no calls that should have been calls. There have been blatant calls that should have been like, why did you even call that? Like it's so unnecessary. It, it, pass interference in this league right now is so up and down. It, it's really a judgment call by one official. They get together and have a conference, and they still don't get it right. right. So, I, to, because he didn't have, he only had one. He didn't have multiple penalties. He didn't have, you know, holding here, holding there, pass interference, uh, pass interference here. He had one penalty, but other than that, he played ninety snaps. You know, only gave up what one catch on five targets. Like mm-hmm. he played absolutely well for his first meaningful NFL game. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I, and it, and I agree only, with that. It only allows him to build confidence and build on that performance. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, if we had to start Demo and Ambry, I mean, I think because of the way they came in, I think even in, you know, rookie minicamp and OTAs, like they built a solid bond and a strong brotherhood coming in together as rookies. Uh, so I think, honestly, if they – found out that they were starting together, I think that would give them enough juice to get through this game. Yeah. And um, you may, and you may give up some plays, but like Breezy said, you live and die with the rookies learning on the job. The only way you're going to know if they're able to withstand a test is to actually give them a test. You know, you can't hold it off, hold it off, hold it off. And then finally give them a test and they fail and then you throw them away. Right. Throw them in there now. Let them take their bumps and bruises. The same thing we said about Trey Lance goes for Ambry Thomas. Let him get in there. Let him play with his brother, Demo Lenore. Let them try to lock it. Rager is only in his second year. Uh, Quez is only in his second year. Uh, Devontae is a rookie. These are guys that they just played against in college. Let him go out there against dudes his age that he's played in in college that he's confident in that he'll have a little bit of swag against. It's not like he's going up against New Hopkins or Devontae Adams or Kenneth Allen 
who have six, seven, eight, nine years of pro experience and are solidified and bona fide top receivers in this league. You're talking about a bunch of young boys that's in the same situation as you on a rookie deal, trying to make a name for themselves to get to that second big contract. So let him go out there. Let him, you know, build up his his profile against some young wide receivers and let's see what he does. And you 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 live and die and you you live with the bumps and bruises that he takes on that journey. I agree with what you're saying there. I just feel like that. Like I said, you know, Lenora was so great last week. I think they should just go ahead and put Ambry out there. And like Breezy had said a while ago, it's just week two. So what do you have to lose? Just put him, just put him out there. Let him get his bumps and bruises and everything, you know, he's going to get his ups and downs. Because, you know, if he does what he's supposed to do and everything, then you know exactly what you have. And if he doesn't do exactly what you want him to do, then you know where he needs to go as far as his growth goes. But by the end of when, like, when we really need him, you know what I'm saying, then he'll be ready by then anyway. So I agree with that. Put him out there. Put him out there. Put him out there. <laughs> Put him out there, man. That's how I look at it, man. Hey, hey, look. I I just I just got I just I'm just really high on the kid. I just think he needs some time, some reps to get acclimated to the NFL speed, to the game, to all the the intricacies that they're throwing at him. And the defense is probably complicated as well. Like not as complicated as the offense, but it's probably like I said, it's gonna there's a lot of things they're throwing at him, you know, so that you know, and and he didn't play. He he didn't play last year. Uh, last year in college, you get what I'm saying? Like he did not play. So now you got to catch him up to football game speed, and he's probably a guy that they're trying to weave in, like a Trey Lance, like like weave them guys in. And so look, Ambry's going to be just fine. I'm hoping he gets more time to get acclimated to the game and get some game time. But why not against some of these guys he's faced in college? These aren't different, right? You know what I'm saying? These are the guys he actually probably played. I know he played Devontae Smith. I don't know about Rager and Watkins, but they're young. Let these young guys go out there and ball, man. Because I don't think Kurt Patrick is going to be ready. I don't think Josh Norman might suit up. But Dante Johnson is the guy that might be starting on Sunday. And I know y'all don't want that. I know nobody out here in the world wants Dante Johnson to start. They don't mind him coming in the game uh, when we're up by 50, but not starting. Excuse excuse me. A moment of prayer. Dear Lord, I come to you as humbly as I know how. We ask in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, please do not let Dante Johnson start on Sunday for our San Francisco 49ers. In Jesus Christ's precious name we pray. Amen. 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 <laughs> Amen. And this is not this is not nothing to him, but he's a he's a he's a fifth depth DB guys. He, he always is going to be. Um, the only thing you get from Dante Johnson is even at that depth, he can play multiple positions. I think it's the only reason why he's here, and he knows the schemes, sort of, kind of. And again, he was thrown into the fire. Look, I, I don't know what it's like to be thrown into the fire from a football standpoint. Because, I, 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 you know, when I played football, I, I, I knew my position. Like, I knew what I was going to do. When they called me to go and I was ready. But maybe they, they, they were just, he just weren't, he wasn't ready. You know, he had just got called up for the practice squad. 
<laughs> yeah. And you know, boom. But you think at, at, in year fifty-five in the NFL, you exactly. that was about to say, it, why? Why is every time he always not ready? Like, exactly. <laughs> at some point, you know the deal. You're not going to start, but the 49ers are going to have some injuries, so you're going to have to play. Just be ready. Right. Be ready. Why be is that not ready. your mindset? I'm eventually going to get some playing time because somebody on this team is going to get hurt. <laughs> That's why you keep coming back and signing with us because you know you're going to get some playing time. So be ready. He's smart, though. I ain't going to knock his hustle right. for real. He's like, making them checks. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, he I, listen, is. I'll, t- I'll take a couple of Dante Johnson game checks right now. I, I, but I'll, but I'll be ready. You put me in there. You 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 can burn me once, but you ain't burning me twice, dog. Exactly. I, I, I learn quick from where I, my boo-boos. And he's <laughs> such a big guy. It's like He's like nice and tall enough. He should be... There's no way people should be catching balls over him is what I'm trying to say. No. And they, all they do is throw it up to the receiver, and he's right there, and he does nothing to contest the catch. <laughs> but he, but see, and, and see, this is the thing with him. He's so up and down because in the right. Detroit game, he had the penalty, but then later on in the game, he had a great play where I, I thought he could have intercepted it, and I would have loved for him to intercept it. But he, he read it. He he was hip to hit with the receiver, got his head around, turned, and knocked the ball down. So he he has one good play. That's a fact. And it's like because I, I see the potential, but you like 40. Why do you still have potential? <laughs> like at some point, you gotta realize and actualize this potential. You can't be 45. Still with potential. Here's my beef. Why is Kyle Shanahan? That's just why the Brandon IU stuff is bull. And here's why it's bull. Because there's no way Dante Johnson should still be on this team and can't make the same plays. He can't make the plays, yet you're not giving Brandon. This is why I know Brandon Ayuk has got to be injured, y'all. And this is why I said this ain't got nothing to do with Trent Sherfield. It has uh, – let me correct this. Trent Sherfield is doing his thing. But injury, the injury from Brandon Ayuk is lingering him from being better is what I'm trying to say. Like, And so because of him being injured is the reason why he's not able to upgrade, I guess. That's the word, right? I don't think Brandon Ayuk is going to have any issues once he's healthy. And so – if Kyle Shanahan was putting Brandon Ayuk in the doghouse, it has to be for, like, he got nude photos out on Twitter or something. I don't know what it is. It's got to be something that Kyle don't like. Because Kyle's on this Bill Belichick stuff right now. I ain't going front. And I even, I'm starting to like Belichick more than I like Kyle Shanahan because I can't read Kyle Shanahan. At least I can <laughs> read Bill Belichick. But Dante Johnson somehow, some way, Finds himself on this roster each and every year, which is dope for him and confusing for us because there's no way he's beating out anybody. There's no way he's beating any DB. Not one on this roster. But he finds himself on the roster. So kudos. I'm going to give him a round of applause for that. He must be the hardest working man in the weight room. 
the hardest working man in camp. The hardest he must be. Well, he must work hard. Silverado Cav. That's our brother, y'all. Yes, sir. Super chat, man. Gotta clean up the banjo calls on on a two by twos to avoid prepare for those rub route. What did I just say? Uh, when I was on the on the phone, this is what those tight ends are gonna do. They're gonna create rub routes, and this is how it's gonna create Devontae Smith to get open. It's gonna create these guys. They're not looking, Mose and P, they're not looking to beat us deep down the field. I'm not saying they're not they're not gonna test us though. You're right. They're going to test it. But they're not looking to beat us down the field. They're gonna be doing this all day, and we're gonna have to mm-hmm. find a way to get them off the field. We're gonna have to find a way. So you're gonna yeah. see crossing routes. You're going to see Kwan Williams be tested. You're going to see them cornerbacks be t- You know the way we saw Jason Verrett get tested? That mm-hmm. boy was tested. That boy was running all across the field week yeah. one. He wasn't running back. In- That's why he hurt. I guarantee you his knee went out. ACL, because he's running laterally instead of up and down. Mm-hmm. And then when he did the back pedal, <laughs> it slipped. It-, it went out. And so they worked him. They worked him with Tight ends, wide receivers, they're going to do that. If they got tape for that, Philly's going to try to do the same thing because they have tight ends that can do that. And Goddard is the one that's going to be the beneficiary of that. He's going to be the one that's going to get the yards. But don't sleep on old man Ertz. Mm-hmm. You can't. Yep. that That's very true. So there's – um. what about the matchup – with our O line versus their um, D line, what that's do you think about that? Yeah, that, that that's a great one. Mm-hmm. We need we need some get back. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm 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 so serious. We need some get back. And yes, we had Nick Mullins starting last year's game. Um, he played okay, but you know, towards the end, he didn't play okay. But single handedly, it was that Eagles defensive line that wrecked that game for us. Mm-hmm. That's how it was. That's right. And they they've gotten they've gotten better. Mm-hmm. They've gotten better. They've gotten more polished. I I would say that they've gotten better because the younger guys are getting better, but the older guys are getting older. Fletcher Cox is old man, but that don't mean I would sleep on him. Can't, no, no. Can't. Here's the thing. You can't sleep on Brandon Graham either. I was listening to their podcast today, and they want more from Fletcher Cox, even though they're they're saying that Fletcher Cox is like the weakest link on their defense, and he's still a pro bowler. But hear hear me out. I get it because he's aging. Yeah. And the younger guys are faster. Derek Barnett. um, uh, Yo, they, they stacked. Their defensive line is deep. I'm looking at it right now. I was trying to tell cats, but whenever it's like whenever I talk, Mose, it's not that I want to do like breezy nose, but like I, I know some stuff. We we know you know. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's all that matters. That's all. I that mean, matters. they got starting. They got Brandon Graham, Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, Derek Barnett. They got Josh Sweat behind Barnett. He's mm-hmm. a good pass rusher. You can't sleep on old man Ryan Kerrigan because now that he's not starting, God, he comes there. in on pass rush snaps and he can get to the passer. He's, he's got the D Ford role. Don't I, I listen? 
I like Milton Williams and Hassan Ridgeway as backup defensive tackles. Mm-hmm. Oh and I like the, the rookie that they drafted, Teron Jackson, out of uh, Coastal Carolina. Uh, Coastal Carolina, yep. They got so – Their defensive line is, is deep too now. They got a nice little rotation, and they're going to keep them guys fresh. So our offensive line, we need to be 120% on Sunday. We got to get some get back. We got to get – we have we have to get – get back because they came to Santa Clara last year and that defensive line single-handedly put it on us. Mm-hmm. Now we got to go into Philly and our offensive line got to put it on them. We got to keep Jimmy upright because we saw it in the Detroit game. All game, offensive line only gave up two pressures. Mm-hmm. No sacks. Will we have another two-pressure game? Maybe not just because this defensive line is much better mm-hmm. in Detroit's. But if we can limit the amount of pressures, a limit amount, the amount of QB hits and ultimately the sacks that Jimmy takes and he can stand upright, we know we're going to move the ball on this team. They're a better pass rushing defensive line yes. than they are a run stopping defensive line. Yes. So we're going to need to see a lot from Elijah Mitchell, Jermichael Hasty. Hopefully Trey Sermon plays this week. So we're going to need the we're going to need the running game to also help us in the play action. But our offense, our offensive line needs to be looking at tape from last year and looking at how we got embarrassed and needs to say, this will not happen again. Right. And I don't I, and it, I don't care if it's first quarter, first drive, whoever's opposite of Trent Williams, Trent need to, Trent Williams need to put his face in the dirt. Somebody so one of them dudes on the back of his helmet just to, to send a message that this game going to be different. Br- Brandon Graham. Though, though, you know, I like my Michigan guys. Brandon Graham won't stand a chance if he's on Trent's side. He usually lines up on the other side, so he'll but be he's, up He's going to be on McGlinchey's side. Yeah. And so uh, uh, Derek Barnett's going to be on Trent's side. Yes. That's going to be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because you got, you got the old man strength going against this, this new young man strength. This youth, this youth speed. Youth speed. Because yeah. Barnett and Sweat, they're speed rushers off the edge. Thank you. Okay. So they're not power rushers. No, they're not. The, Barnett and Josh Sweat are not power. All right. Brandon Graham and Ryan Garrett are more yeah. power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I got you. That right side, that's that speed. I got you. Okay, I got you. All right, man. We got another Super Chat contribution. Luke Luna. Luke Luna. Is that the tat in the, in the, in the picture? That's fresh. Mm-hmm. It's got done tattooing. Did you do the tattooing or did you get a new tat? Uh, don't give another contribution. Just put it in the chat. We want to know. But I've been listening. Thanks, guys. Keep it 100. Jimmy going to carve him up. You know what? You know freaking what? Let's talk. Let's talk, Jimmy. You gosh. You know what? Let's talk, Jimmy. I think Jimmy coming out with 100 switchblades, bro. Mm-hmm. It's going to be. Yes, sir. And and that and this is why if Brandon Ayuk plays, which he should, this is why I'm not worried. You're man, let us are you what area are you in, Luke Luna? Because if you're in the Cali area, next time I come out there, I'll come see you. I love supporting ours. You know, if you're on the East Coast, let me know. I'll find you. You know what I mean? I don't trust everybody doing my tats. So Facts. I, right. Like so, and your stuff looks official just from your thumbnail. <laughs> and the joint, but I would love to see more of your work. Um, but listen, man, Peachy, tell me, I don't expect Jimmy to have a 300, 400 yard game. 
But I expect the Jim, I expect Jimmy to be efficient. How efficient mm-hmm. do you think Jimmy's going to be with against this team? Because their secondary is dookie mm-hmm. as well. I like Darius Slay. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. But them other guys need work. And I think Jimmy's going to have a field day because I'm going to remind you one more time. If, if uh, what's that dude's name? If Nick Mullins had a field day, I don't, I don't, he lost the game, though. It's hard to mention him. If Nick Mullins had a field day with George Kittle, mm-hmm. what is Jimmy Garoppolo going to do with his weapons? That's my question. I think that Jimmy is is going to have a very efficient day. I would see his incompletions go way down. I, don't, I believe he's going to be able to quick complete my passes because one thing is we all know that Jimmy can carve up that short passing attack like nobody's business. And that is a place where where Philly uh, tends to weaken just a little bit with the short um, with the short game. So I'm 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 very excited to see how he does that. Plus, he's going to have a lot of weapons out there. He's also going to utilize the run game as well to uh, to open that up so that he can get those passes down the field. But I would say that he's going to be very efficient. I would say that Jimmy is – I know Jimmy's going to throw for over 200 yards. I agree. I don't believe he's going to throw for three or 400 yards in this game because I believe that Kyle is going to use the run game more in this game. I'm, I'm on the opposite end of y'all. I think Jimmy goes for an, a, a back-to-back 300. All right. Here's why. <laughs> okay. He was he was five for five for passes over 15 yards. Most of those were in the, the intermediate middle game. Okay. Where Detroit linebackers were weak. But at least I knew who Detroit linebackers were. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. I know Jamie Collins. Yeah. I know Alex Anzalone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does anybody know? Nope. Jannard Avery, mm-hmm. Eric it- Wilson, no. or Alex Singleton? Now, th- this is what I'm talking about. This is why. This is why I said George Kittle is about to get. He had 189 last time. No, that was Debo. No, 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 no. George mm-hmm. Kittle last oh, year. Last year, the Eagles game, he yeah. had something like that. Yeah. Listen, he had a, like 180 some yards off of 15 catches, and I think he had like 16 or 17 targets. I don't care if Jimmy got to force feed the ball to George Kittle, stare him down in the eye, look him in the butt crack. You throw the ball to George Kittle because there's no one that's going to cover him. Even Darius Slay can't cover him. None of those guys are going to be able to cover George Kittle. That should be the matchup. And if George Kittle is somehow, some way covered, then look for Ross Dwelly because he mm-hmm. was incognito last week. Yeah, he had 15 for 183 in the touchdown. And he, oh, had, lying, and, he, and he had one carry. <laughs> he breezy, though. He had breezy be on it, boy. 183, and he mm-hmm. had one carry. Look, and our, our, our leading rusher in that game was Jarek McKinnon, 14 for 54. Ooh, Mitchell finna tear that up. Man. Mitchell about to cook. Mm-hmm. You're going to be mad at me because I don't think Mitchell is the feature back this week. You crazy. I'm not, not what he did last I'm week. I'm not, I'm not, not crazy. what he did last week. I tell, I'm telling you, Kyle is playing a freaking game. Why? I'm, I don't know. It could be It could be to keep guys fresh. You think it's going to be Sermon? I think it's going to be Hasty. Yeah. yeah. It, you, it, you can't even say no without a smile, I, bro. I can't because I, I like Hasty. 
I, I really I, do like Hasty. I'm telling you, and, okay. and, and I also know I need to temper my expectations a little bit. <laughs> but what I saw from Elijah Mitchell, it was yeah, amazing. Man. I, so I have not been excited about a running back in a long time mm -hmm. for this. I can, I can, I can co-sign that, bro. When I when saw I him last week, the way he ran so fast, but he runs hard too. Hard. Mm -hmm. I seen so, it. And on, see, on, I, his I touchdown, on his touchdown, they were scared to tackle him. It's not you. You you want to know why? It's because not on the touchdown runs, he wouldn't go down. You said it. You said it on Monday. He finished every every single, single run. run. Like he rolled for extra yards because they didn't they didn't tackle him properly. That dude's a different beast. That dude's a, you know what he is? He's a freaking running back. And that's, that's what I said. Bobby Turner got us one. So if he if he if he don't start and if he not the feature back, I'm gonna be a little peeved because then I, I, I think then, he'll start. Then, it, then you then you definitely have to change your name to Breezy Nose because you got the inside track <laughs> on what Kyle's doing. And Kyle is definitely playing a game and he's definitely messing with our emotions. And I'm not gonna like it. I'm not gonna I, like it. I'm not gonna like it, but I'm gonna respect it because because Kyle knows too. Um, if my cat don't shut up, I'm going to kill it. I'm going to take my cat and I'm going to take him outside and I'm going to leave him outside. You remember, you remember that cartoon? Um, the cat came back. Yes. Oh, I love y'all, yo. I don't know what that was on, but my cat is music. I think it was on Cards the Cowardly Dog, wasn't it? I don't remember, but I just know it was the cat. Yeah, I think it was on Courage. What yeah. they did with the cat, no matter where they put the cat. The he cat, was always back. That's my cat, bro. <laughs> I took my cat to like another state and he came back home. <laughs> I'm just playing. I wouldn't do anything to harm animals, guys. Mm -hmm. um, but I wish he would be quiet. He knows I'm podcasting. Right, music? Oh, now you don't want to talk? Oh, okay. He's like, wow. Um, but no, listen, I, I, I really do think I think he starts. I just don't think he's he's going to be the main one. So, look, Kyle, Kyle is funny. We, and we've seen it before. We've seen Jeff Wilson bust out and then all of a sudden Jermichael Hasty comes out the following week and it's Michael, Jermichael Hasty. Then Jermichael Hasty gets hurt. They find another running back. Then it's the I, I just I just Kyle's just keeping him fresh. It is what it. Kyle's proving to the world he, that he, he can take nobody's fresh? and turn them into somebody's and the running and the running game. Is he keeping them fresh, or is he trying to? You think he's doing too much I, to throw I, all the other teams off and to be like, "That's you got to prepare for all four, four that's of our." What it is. You never know. Why who's not? The ball and who, who's going to be dominant? This is my. This is my same theory with Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, you've seen him. Oh, that's him a big game to play, bro. To to sit Brandon I, you can have him get no catches, so that in the Eagles game they put Darius Slay on Debo Samuel, and then you got Stevie Nelson or Avante Maddox on Brandon I. You oh, and then he go off for <laughs> for two ten and three touchdowns. That's a sick game to play, bro. Well, who, who's sicker than him? Kyle legit. <laughs> Is Dexter? If you don't know what Dexter, yo, that's, that's, yo, that's Kyle Shanahan. And yo. Dexter is coming back, thank you. So yes. <laughs> I'm telling you, Kyle's not even playing chess. He's trying to figure out how to kill people and get away with it because he's a forensic scientist. Kyle is Dexter. He's playing chess with checker pieces, and you like what? 
<laughs> How do you know which one is the bishop? I'm trying to. I'm trying to tell you, Kyle is dope, yo. I, I respect. This is why I love him. But sometimes I, the only thing I don't, I dislike about Kyle is the fact that stop holding these, stop holding these young men back. Yes. Like, but but it could be strategic holdback, and we don't know. See, see, Luke, 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 Luna with another contribution, man. Thank you so much. He says, guys, I know people don't want to see Jimmy through for ten. But he's going to tenderize them, then gash them. A Big Mo's throwing the sauce. Look, get your tail down. What's wrong with you, man? I'm on TV. Go sleep. Listen, cat take. The only time my cat don't take a nap is when I come home. When I walk in the house, he knocked out. The moment I start doing stuff, he want to wake up. He ain't a baby, dude. Like forty years old. No. <laughs> I I I I just I I'm really excited to watch Jimmy. Yes, I want to see Trey do some stuff. But I'm really excited to see if Jimmy can be consistent week two. Yep, that's gonna be the <laughs> test. That's yeah, it. That is. I'm super excited to see if Jimmy was gonna do it. All right, guys, the matchups are there. I think we're gonna do just fine. Let's let's give some score predictions. You know, really early. All right. Who wins this game, and what's the score going to be? Go ahead, Peach. <laughs> I was going to tell you to go on. I was trying to think of what the score was going to be. Um, I will say that the score is going to be 38 to 23. 15. Okay. That's a lot. They only given us three and, a half, three and a half points, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, somehow Vegas is going to – come into play. But go ahead, Mose. Uh, I want to see who plays. That may change what my prediction is going to be. And I think I said this last week. Uh, no, I said 31 to 10, and that was a score at halftime. But I'm going to go 31-17 this week. I think we put up another 30 points, um, and I think we hold them to 17. Uh, once we figure out what they want to do offensively as far as um, in that passing game, um, I think D'Amico Ryan's uh, being a player and now a play caller, I think he's going to have a better scheme and be able to coach up the guys a little bit better as far as containing Jalen Hurts within the pocket um, and, and setting those edges. Um, so I'm going to go 31-17 Niners. All right, all right, all right. Look, guys. I believe that the 49ers are going to average 30 plus points uh, this year. So just, I said it I've, I, last year, last season, I said, I need Kyle Shanahan to score 40 points in every game. And I, I didn't realize how hard that was. And then week one, he comes out and they put up 41 points. Mm -hmm. And it could have been more. It could have been a lot more. Yeah. I'm going to leave it at I, keep, I keep saying we could have hung 60 on Detroit. Mm -hmm. And some people looking at me like I'm crazy. No, nah, we could have hung gas, 60 bro. on Detroit. Yeah, they, they took their foot off the gas. Yeah. And Kyle, mm -hmm. Kyle saved some stuff for another, another, another. Right. Day. That's all it is. Um, so I think he's going to do what he has to do to get out of Philly. You know, as healthy as possible. I think they're going to put up 30 plus. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the defense gets another six. Like uh, the defense is the defense is the defense. They're going to force guys. They're going to force you. They force guys to make errors. And that's where we capitalize. 
You got D Ford back. Guys, don't forget, we're factoring in a D Ford. But my score is going to be 34 to 21. 34 to 21. They're going to score early. I think they get 14 early. We answer back. And then I think they cap off with another six, another seven points to close out the game. But the 49ers will be up. And uh, I'm I'm super excited to see how um, we didn't see it too well last week. But I guarantee you the 49ers don't typically make the same mistakes twice. The one thing I love about our team, even Robert Sala when he was here, he, he would have a bad adjustment game. And then all of a sudden he looked like the best person ever. So I think D'Amico Ryans is going to come out and say, look, I understand my personnel. I understand my players are going to make better adjustments. Everybody has to be better. Every week, Kyle has to call better plays. D'Amico Ryans has to make better adjustments. And so I think we're going to see that, right? And the players got to continue to execute, okay? And so with that, I think the 49ers come on top. Listen, we got 15 minutes left before we let you guys go. And Mose is going to get the floor. We're going to talk fantasy football. So if you guys are into fantasy football, you're in for a treat because it's time for Mose Knows. Mose has the floor. Tell us what's your fanta to see. Mose, talk to us, baby. All right. Uh, rough rough day this week, so I'm kind of a little underprepared, but I think I know where I'm going. All right, quarterbacks. Who do we want to start? Who do we want to sit? If you have Jameis Winston mm. on your fantasy team, mm. start that man. What he did week one was – be efficient and he scored touchdowns. Okay. Sean Payton, we know, like a Kyle Shanahan, like an Andy Reid, like a Sean McVay, is an offensive mastermind. What I saw from Carolina in week one against a Jets team that's rebuilding is a team that is still trying to figure out their identity, both on offense and defense. I expected a better team, a better game from the Carolina Panthers. They only put up 19. Robert Sala was able to hold that offense to three points after halftime. They put up 16 in the first half. Robert Sala shut them down. We know he's good at making halftime adjustments. And they uh, that Jets defense only gave up three points in the second half. With the way the Saints defense played against Aaron Rodgers, if you only putting up three points. In the second half against the Jets team, I think the Saints defense is going to come out really good. I think there this is a division game, so they're going to play a little bit harder. They're going to give Jameis more chances to throw the football, um, and I think he does that well against this young defense who's still trying to find their way. Start Jameis Winston. Okay. If I'm looking at a quarterback to sit, I mean, I think it would be really, really easy to pick whichever quarterback is facing – the Rams, because I told y'all to sit Andy Dalton, and if you didn't, I, my apologies, <laughs> uh, but you should have. Um, but if I'm looking at a QB to sit, it's going to be Kirk Cousins. And that's solely off the fact that Chandler Jones had five sacks week one. Ooh, yeah. And I think Taylor Decker is a better left tackle. Um, not Taylor Decker, excuse me. Taylor Luan is a better left tackle than whoever – <laughs> is on the, on the Minnesota Vikings offensive line and left tackle right now. So Chandler Jones might eat again. Will he have five sacks again? I don't know, but he might. 
He's he's going to wreak havoc against whoever's on that Vikings offensive line. Sit Kirk Cousins because it's not going to be good. All right. There you have it. Start Jameis Winston. And if you don't have him, pick him up in your waiver wires, man. He's probably there just chilling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And start him against that Carolina Panthers D, which I dropped. And then sit Kirk Cousins. Yep. Because they're who are they playing? Seattle? Arizona. Oh, they're playing Arizona. Yeah. Oh, Chandler Jones. God, God, Lord. I I think Chandler Jones got all the sacks he's going to get for the year. I'm saying that. What? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. You think he gets five week one and he gets no sacks the rest of the year? I think that's serious. I think that's it. No, I'm I'm bullcrapping. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It looks like that. Five sacks, though. God dang. It um, it looks like that that, uh, the Saints defense has got some problems, too, because I think they they lost some people. They got problems and they only gave up three points? Um, I think this week, isn't there uh, the corner that they just signed? He's, he's out, Lattimore isn't he? Was straight. Nah, I thought I thought Marcus Lattimore was straight. I thought that they said that he was out he because he had just signed his he had just signed his deal and he then I him. thought that they said that, that he was going on IR. Really? I, I thought so. I could have sworn that that's what it was. I'm gonna make sure, but I'm pretty sure that that that's what it was. You gotta make sure before oh, you. Yeah. Score. It says Marshawn Lynch, Eric McCoy among Saints injured players after Week One. It says he right. could get some time. Yeah, Marshawn Lattimore. You mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Lynch. All right. Well, he's out. yeah. Oh well. I, and then he, he just signed. He just signed his deal before. Is his Malcolm game. Jenkins still? Is Malcolm Jenkins in New Orleans? Yep, he's still yeah. there. That dude need to retire. <laughs> yeah, he need to give it up. He's anyway, good, I just though. wanted to bring that up about the Saints defense. No, so. good job. He's out. So that that yeah, man. I, I didn't mm-hmm. tell nobody to pick up the Saints defense, but uh, I, I was I was definitely thinking about it because they have they only give up three. Thinking they they put a whipping on Green Bay. That or Green Bay just sucks right now. Or Aaron Rodgers just don't. Give a crap anymore about nah, that think, team, and he's ready to, to move on to his him. next team. Isn't there starting offensive tackle going? <laughs> yeah, David Bakhtiari. He didn't I play think, week I, one. I, I don't I, know I, if he's gonna play week two. He's not supposed to be playing week three. Remember, he oh, was gonna I, be out. Yeah. So no mm-hmm. Bakhtiari against Bosa. No. <laughs> no, no, no. We should have did a breaking news for that man. Yeah. I, once I seen that, I was like, oh, that's a victory. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. we ain't, I, ain't, I ain't tripping off that now. Aaron gonna be running for his life. He better not break that collarbone again. Mm. All right, moving over to running backs. Um, if you don't have Melvin Gordon, or if you have Melvin, start Melvin Gordon against mm-hmm. the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh yeah, he did solid against Week One. He did solid Week One against the Giants. He's playing the Jacksonville Jaguars defense, who allowed Houston to score thirty points. I don't even know how that happened. Tyrod Taylor and that Houston offense was able to come out and do some some really really good things. Houston didn't puncture his lung. That dude is healthy. So um, yeah, start Melvin Gordon. Uh, I mean, uh, at honorable mention. Listen, I know Breezy knows, but Mose knows too. Start Elijah Mitchell. Uh, pick oh, him yeah. up if if he's available, and start Elijah yeah. Mitchell. A running back to sit. Mm, he gets Batman. Uh, Uh, let me see. Let me see. Just taking a look at the matchups here. 
Sit Ezekiel Ooh. Elliott ass, yo. Don't don't ever start him. Drop him. Yo, yo I, I'm I'm upset about that. Cause I was trying to be funny, and my homie invited me to his league, and he's a Cowboys fan. Mm-hmm. And in the first round, I picked right before him, mm-hmm. and I had Zeke Elliott and Alvin Kamara available. See, and I took, I took Zeke just to spite him, just to be like, I took your boy. And he he texted me right away. He was like, "Yo, you gonna do me like that? You gonna take my boy Zeke?" And I was like, "I I did it just because you was behind me, dude." You and now, I'm re- now I'm regretting that decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let me let me ask you this, Mose. What's wrong with Zeke, man? Is he losing his step? Uh, here, here's the thing. I don't know if he's losing his step because he's not getting the carries. If Dallas is going to be throwing the ball fifty times mm-hmm. with the they, weapons they, that they, they have they on the outside, they weren't trying to run. That 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 Tampa Bay defense was chewing up the run, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They weren't. They weren't trying yeah. to run. So I so, get it. So we'll have to see if the Chargers come right. out with a, a similar game plan to be able to stop the run and, and make Dak throw the ball 50-plus times because that allows Joey Bosa to get after the quarterback. But uh, Carson or Mitchell? Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Mitchell. See, be careful. Like, I, I would start Carson because he's definitely their running back. I, I would start Carson because he's definitely the number one and he's going to get the bulk of the carries. That's my point. I would if if you could flex Carson, do that because I think Tennessee is going to come out with a renewed energy after the the. Oh, they, they have to. They better. And Vrabel, Vrabel was pissed. the The penalty that uh, Julio Jones had, he was pissed about that. I think this week in practice, Vrabel is 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 running them boys into the ground because. They have to come out and they have to play better than what they put on tape week one. Yeah. So I think the emphasis is going to be. I mean, you, I, you can't emphasize Carson since Russell Wilson threw for four touchdowns week one, but I think he's going to have to emphasize both stopping the run and containing Russell Wilson mm-hmm. in the pocket and trying to shut down DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. So um, I think Tennessee is going to come out with a, a renewed energy after they got humbled in week one. Um, but Breezy is definitely right. You start Carson because he is going to get the bulk of those carries. And if Russell Wilson finds a way to get the ball into the red zone, anywhere inside the five, you know Carson's going to get the ball. And because he's a power back, he's more than likely going to punch it in. Uh, which running back are we sitting? I was I was, I was, was playing with Zeke. I'm just mad at him. Is it, is it, is nah, it no, I, I would sit Zeke. Dang. I would sit Zeke. I don't want to – I waste – Gotta sit Zeke. I would yeah, say the, uh, the Titans game is is in Seattle. That's always gonna be a crazy issue. And Don't they play well in Seattle. Don't the Titans generally play well in Seattle against Seattle? I don't know. I don't really remember. The only thing that I remember is that a lot of times when Seattle's at home, they tend to try to run the ball more. So I think that um Carson is going to be really good this week okay. because I feel like that they're going to utilize the running game a lot more than they had to. I don't think that Tennessee is going to allow Russ to just dice them up like uh, last week's game that Seattle had. I don't think that that's going to happen. I think that this uh, defense is going to come out with a renewed energy and it's not going to be the same. So I would look for Seattle to run the, to try to run the ball quite a bit 
as a matter okay. of fact. So I do like Carson this week as well. Which which wide receiver will we starting this week, though? Start A B. Anton oh shoot. Start A B. Mm-hmm. He came out week one and lit it on fire. Yo, I, I was think- so mad that he like played the first half and got like 800 yards and mm-hmm. then they took him out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then now, that was now I know they have a lot of <laughs> weapons over there. They got uh Chris Godwin, they got Mike Evans, but you want to start a B because Brady is gonna look for him. They they're playing against Atlanta. If the Eagles were able to carve up this defense, what is Brady gonna do? <laughs> I hear you, bro. Start A B. Wide receiver that you want to sit this week. I honestly I'd stick with that same matchup and I'd say sit Calvin Ridley. I know that's tough. Dude, these are all my guys too, man. I know that's (sighs) tough. But look at what Tampa Bay did week one and how Dak was able to carve them up. If you think Bruce Arians and Todd Bowles haven't had talks with those guys, Sean Murphy Buntings, the Carlton Davis, the Jamil Deans, and say, you guys have to play better. And they're not going to come out this week and show it. We already know our linebackers are going to be able to handle Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. We got Devin White, Levante, David. We, we're pretty solid on those guys holding down Kyle Pitts. Oh, so he's a definitely – I'm going to sit him too. Yeah, so you might want to look at sitting Calvin really this week. I don't think Atlanta is going to be able to move the ball very well because they don't have a running game. So – if Tampa can get home in the pass rush and lock down the two receiving options that they have, Matt Ryan is going to have to go somewhere else to complete passes and move the ball down the field. Right. So right. it might be beneficial just this week to sit Calvin Ridley. Tampa also has some injuries on their secondary abunting for one. I don't think he's playing. I don't think so. So they're already, you know, they're already having some issues with their secondary. It's definitely not as strong as it was, it's definitely got some weak spots because, like you said, that diced them up pretty good last uh, last week, last Thursday, yeah, last Thursday. So, um, that, yeah, I just I don't know about I don't know. It's like hard to sit, Ridley. Got to sit the whole damn team, right? If, I know. If, if Matt Ryan is gonna struggle, Ridley yeah. ain't doing shit. That, yeah, that's, that's true. Issue. That's like, true. I, like, F Atlanta. Like, that's how I feel right now. They need to get better because I got I mean, it, players. It, if, you, if you look at week one, and not even just talking about the Atlanta game, if you look at the Green Bay Saints mm-hmm. game, you barely got any points from Aaron Rodgers. Man, from got negative points, bro. I didn't even know I could get Adam, negative. Out, yeah. Adam, you barely yeah. got any points from those and guys. That's, that's the true. You're right. You you're so gonna get so the defense can shut your offense down completely. Yeah, and hold you to three points, six points, nine points. All your points are from field goals. Yeah, that makes sense. And you may be moving the ball a little bit, but what is four points is not going to help me win. Mm-hmm. I know that you're going to be like me, starting number one wide receiver. I at least need you to get me ten or twelve. Got you. So this may be a week where you look to throw in somebody on your bench who has a more favorable matchup than what Atlanta has against Tampa Bay right now. 
All right. Tight ends. Who we start? Tight ends. Who we starting? Or George Kittle. I don't know who you starting. <laughs> uh, oh, y'all might not like me for this one. Don't say that dude from Gerald Everett from Seattle. I could say that. You he could say George Kittle too, won. but for some reason you ain't trying to say that. <laughs> Start Dallas Goddard. <laughs> Don't kill I me. had a feeling that's where he was going. Don't kill me, but no, I'm we looking at Hawkinson, yo. I don't understand why we can't stop the tight ends in this exactly. defense, bro. Right. So start Dallas Goddard. And my thing is this we saw in week one. Hawkinson had eight for 97 and a touchdown. That can get that for in my league, the way that the scoring is, I know a whole bunch of these different. That got me 25 points because I'm in PPR. So I'm I'm cool with what he was able to give me Bum. that week. That 25 points was solid. So if Dallas Goddard gets eight catches for 80 some 90 some yards and a touchdown, and we win 34 to 31 to 21 or 34 to 21, like Breezy said, cool I'm cool with it. If the only way they beat us is with the tight ends. Cool. Now, at some point, we're going to need to shore up this defense where we're not able to stop tight ends. I don't think that's part of the scheme where that's what we're saying we give up. Right. We'll let them beat us with tight ends. We'll shut down everything else. Mm -hmm. At some point, we're going to need to take that down. We're going to need to shut that down as well. But in week two. You told us to sit last week, bro. I did. I know. (laughs) I know. I know. Receipts. Receipts. It was hey, but but let me tell you that on I thought Grady, we was going to do better. Me, me, and Breezy both said over and over again on all yeah. our shows that TJ Hawkinson was going to eat us up because it's just it's one of those things that we just have a hard time getting out of these tight ends. Y'all did. You know ends. what? I told I told y'all to sit TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> And I'm sorry because I went against my own advice. And I you mother! F- are you? Are yo, you I, I started, yo, but to be fair, like I put him in my lineup at like 12:45. I was like, you know right. what? Let me just throw him in here and see what happens. Breezy and Peachy might be right, and he got me 25 points. So I, I was glad that I put him in there. I thought we was going to do better, man. I thought. I thought I thought Fred Warner was gonna be like, yo, I got that guy. He's not getting nothing else. I thought Tart was gonna do it, but I thought we were gonna do better. So I'm learn I'm learn I'm learning from my mistakes. I can take that one on the chin. Okay. And, right. and, and start Dallas Goddard this week. I'm I'm sure he's probably not gonna go off to so that exact same clip. Every week when we do the tight ends, start the tight end that plays the four. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm not gonna say that every week. <laughs> Every, week, you know, every team we play except for Arizona got a right. tight end. But right. but listen, it, we 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 got to get better. We just talked we about get that better. earlier. Every <laughs> yeah. week I get a little bit better. So <laughs> who we sitting, bro? Who we sitting? Who are we going to sit? <laughs> I'm not going to say every week. I'm not, not going to say every week. Um. Give me do 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 do
Okay. Sit Mark Andrews versus the <sighs> Chiefs. Yeah, that's because Lamar Jackson is dookie. God, what the hell was he doing on uh, Monday Night Football? Man. I don't know, man. He fumbled the ball, what, five times? Twice. It was so bad. Their O-line is definitely missing. Um, what's his name? Who they, they got rid of. Um, Orlando Brown Jr. Yes, that's crazy. Like, what? I'm, oh, and they're feeling it. They right. are feeling it. Their O-line looks so discombobulated. Like, they were not even sure what their crap was going on out there. It was crazy. I was like, what is this? <laughs> so I think, yeah. I think with the with the re, the the Chiefs went out and they got some good linebackers, some decent linebackers. The young guy Nick Bolton, um, out of Missouri, um, he's on the team now. I, I think we should have um, Tyron uh, Matthew coming back this week. Juan Thornhill's been playing good, so. What? Is that me? My bad. Um, so yeah, I, I would say sit Mark Andrews this week against that uh Kansas City Chiefs defense. Okay, there you have it, man. All right, let's go with the defense. Which defense are we starting? Ooh, let's see. Which defense are we sitting? Defense to start. Give me Washington. And I know it's a Thursday night game, and I know it's going against what I said last week. Who they playing again? Giants. Yeah, you gotta start this D. <laughs> yep. At at least you're gonna get four or five sacks. Absolutely. <laughs> this Definitely. Line against the Giants' offensive line. Yeah. I said no. The, the Giants exactly. can't put it together. Saquon Barkley is still trying to get his legs under him, mm-hmm. coming back from the ACL injury. Um, again, it's going against my theory of starting somebody on Thursday night just because they scored too early. Uh, but this is a very, very favorable matchup. Oh, yeah. I would start Washington over that Giants offense any day of the week. I got you. Who we sitting? Defense that I'm sitting. Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, their defense looks sus. Man. I expected them. I expected them to be better on defense. But the way Russell carved them up week one, now they got to see Matt Stafford. It's crazy how they, I know they they were dealt a bad hand. <laughs> they really were dealt a bad hand early in the season. So yeah, I, I'd say sit the Colts week two because uh, it looks like the Rams are going to continue being hot. All right, give me one player. That's a must pick off the waiver wire. One play. Elijah Mitchell, easy. All right. Elijah Mitchell. And I know that's a homer pick, but with what we do in the running game, with how successful Kyle is in the running game, and for him to come in off the bench not knowing that Raheem was going to go down so early uh, and have 100-plus yards and a touchdown, he he's, he's a must pick up. On the waiver wire. What about the running back from Baltimore? John- Johnson, that's his last name? Or uh, Tyshawn Williams? Williams, yeah. I, I think he's a- also a good waiver wire addition mm-hmm. as well, just because he's going to get the volume of the carries. Okay. Um, just to give them the option, because the, the, those are the two guys that looks like they're going to get the bulk of the carries. So 
Yeah, if you're if you're gonna get them, get them now because mm -hmm. those two guys are flying off the waiver wire just because teams know uh, that in the upcoming weeks they're gonna get the bulk of the carries. All right, man. And there you have the Moe's nose. I gotta create like a dope transition for your <laughs> fantasy thing. Let's do final thoughts, Peach, and then take us home, man. Let's let's get out of here. I just want to thank everybody for rocking with us tonight and everything for being patient with me and Moe's at the beginning of the show. <laughs> Yo, I have no idea what was happening. Anything that could go wrong, what, we'll what, go what wrong. I miss. What happened? What happens? For some reason, like my, my my beats, right? Yeah. I use these for every show just because I don't want there to be any echo from my computer audio to my mic. So I use these. So I put them in, but I couldn't hear anything. And in the settings, it was set up right. And then for some reason, like they would connect, disconnect, connect, disconnect, connect. <laughs> my, it, they kept going in and out. And I know they're charged because I, I specifically charged them because I knew I was going to be on the show. So I have no idea what was happening with my earbuds. So hopefully next show they don't have an issue. I mean, thankfully, I, I don't I assume nobody is hearing the echo from my computer audio to the mic. So if we're good from that point, if I can't use them, I won't use them. But the, the, I, I've been doing live shows for almost a year now and they haven't been acting up all of a sudden tonight. <laughs> of course they, they, they would. I, they would. Um, act up. I started the show and forgot to put the stupid background on there. So we just had that kind of it because I was so thrown off by the fact that he could could hear and he couldn't hear and they could hear him they couldn't. And I was like, man. So anyway, but we got it straight though, and it was a really good show. So thank you most for holding it down with me. I appreciate it. And then when Breezy came in in the car, thank you very much for that. And thank you guys for rocking with us. You know that we're all family. And it happens, and it's life, and it's stream, and that's it, and all this stuff. And JB, shut up! <laughs> he keeps saying that I busted. <laughs> but you broke your headphones, bro. That's it was, uh, it was <laughs> he always PG always breaking stuff, man. I always, always. I'm always replacing stuff, yo. And it's her fault. <laughs> I just didn't want to tell her it was her fault. <laughs> but now she knows, Chiron. What's going on, man? Actually, my student name is Chiron. That's funny. Y'all spell your names almost identical. His is with a K-A and yours is with a K-E. So that's pretty cool. I think that's that's what's up. Great show. Thanks for helping keep it gritty. We got to keep it gritty, man, because it's it's the only way. It's the only way. You know, we, we tell it like it is, not how it should be. Mm. Yo, Biggie. You can't tell me this dude don't got quotes for days, baby. And he only had like two real good albums. He got quotes for days. But um, nah, man, look, Mo's Peachy, you guys are, are amazing. And, and I truly appreciate you guys, man. Thank y'all for holding it down, rocking out. You guys are nitty-gritty. And I truly appreciate everything that you do. I can't wait to be with you guys this weekend. We're gonna be at the game, y'all. All right. And I'm gonna bring my own this. Every time we score, you're going to hear my fart sound. Just like that. I'm going to make that face, too, one more time. <laughs> we're going to get about four or five of them joints. I'm telling you right now, it's going to be on and popping, man. So make sure you guys are watching the game on Sunday. Uh, and we're going to be out there. We're going to do a live show uh, twice, right? Actually, we'll, yeah. 
because we're going to do the Sizzling Sunday show and at the stadium. So we're going to be at the Ford Financial Field doing Sizzling Sunday with, uh, I believe, the Philadelphia chapter or the New Jersey chapter. I can't remember which one it is, but we're going to be out there uh, with those guys. We're going to be eating, tailgating, and getting ready to bust some mother-freaking eagles. I'm talking about taking their wings off. Now, oh, yeah, we we coming to Clip Wings this week. Clip Clipper. Clipper, clipper. So, guys, make sure y'all tune in Sunday, Sizzling Sunday, food, football, 49ers all day, Breezy, Peachy, me, Moe's. I said me twice. I'm bugging. I'm tired. I need to eat. I got some chicken in this bag. I got some jerk chicken, boy. Let me tell you. Oh. Listen. And so, oh, and I'm about to tear these joints up because what happened was I ordered, I ordered some salmon. Bro, let me show. I ordered jerk salmon. I, I I played tonight at this nice upscale Jamaican, you know, cuisine restaurant, and so I ordered salmon. And so when I got my bag, it was these wings in there. So I ran out of that so fast. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I got some free wings. That's what's up. So I'm about to tear these joints down and watch Malignant or whatever. However you say that word. Um. But guys, thank y'all so much for tuning in to another episode. Peachy uh, Mose, I love you guys. Thank y'all. Everybody out there, thank y'all for the contributions. Always, we're going to spin them at the game on Sunday. <laughs> we're going to buy our food with them. <laughs> yeah, because we got to eat, yo. I know that food is expensive. Like exactly. Let me ask you this question. Do you guys eat at stadiums? Because I tend to not eat. I be nervous as a mug. Especially now in the COVID era, nah, oh, brother, I'm yeah. good. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Yeah. I would be like in there, just like zoning on the game. I probably, will, I may buy a bottle of water just to get me through. And yes, we're getting a food show, Johnny uh, James. Not the game. Miss Debbie said that movie is a trip. Guys, watch that joint it's on HBO. If you don't have it, let me know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm talking to y'all too. You can use my password. I ain't giving it to everybody out there. I won't have nobody. I won't be able to watch myself. Um, But I heard that joint is official, guys. We're going to have fun at the game. Last Second Sports, shout out to you. My man, Jesse, thank you so much for tuning in. Guys, it's been real, but you know what we're going to do? We're going to keep it nitty, and we're going to keep it gritty. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast. Please follow and subscribe on twitch.tv backslash Wayne Breezy. Also on YouTube, YouTube backslash Wayne Breezy.